What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fashion Analyst Podcast. I am your host, Gigi Halisi, and I am excited that you guys are here with me today. I'm always excited that you guys are here with me today, or any day for that matter. Today's episode is really exciting. I am featuring Susan Padrone, who is a fashion, well, a personal and wardrobe stylist uh, here in the city of Philadelphia. She also does work in New Jersey as well as New York. She's a busy lady, and she took some time out of her busy schedule to sit down and have a chat with me and I'm really excited for you guys to learn more about personal styling and even about Susan's brand. Uh, We met a couple of times at a few events in the city and uh, she's always been dressed to the nines and her personality is so sweet. So you guys are going to really, really enjoy this Uh, this episode. So I'm really excited. So make sure you get your notebook, your pens, get your coffee, your tea, settle down if it's lunchtime in the corner of your cafeteria or after you eat lunch. I mean, after you eat dinner, because I believe in eating dinner with family, you know, get a get a cup of tea and settle on the couch and uh, get ready to take some notes. I really enjoyed this interview. I had a good time and I learned a lot of things about fashion a little bit more. You can never learn too much. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. For some reason is acting a little funky. It's all good. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. Wonderful. Was everything okay trying to download and all that jazz? Yes, yes. It okay. was easy. Thanks. Awesome. No problem. Okay, so now that you're here, um, we can just dive right in unless you have any questions or anything before we get started. No, we can dive right in. That's fine. Awesome. Great. I'm excited. Me too. <clears throat> all right. Let me just get a sip of water. <laughs> All right, right, you guys. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Analyst Podcast. I am so excited because today I am joined by the beautiful Susan, who is a wardrobe and personal stylist, right? Am I right? Wonderful. (laughs) So, uh, and also you can add a like author to that list. I know you just came out with an ebook in November. Yes. So, yes. So you guys make sure you check that out before we dive into the details of it. It's called Stop Wasting Time and Hating Your Wardrobe. So without further ado, please, please uh, just... Introduce yourself to all the amazing listeners that we have. Yeah, of course. Well, thank mm-hmm. you. Before I introduce myself, I just want to say thanks so much for having me on. No problem. So honored. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm Susan Padrone. Uh, like Jerry said, I am a personal stylist and a fashion stylist. Um, prior to diving into the, the wonderful world of, of fashion, I was a middle school music teacher um for wow. seven years yeah and <laughs> um and fashion has always been something that I've loved like especially dressing people and styling people mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and I took a year off from teaching when my son was born and then when I went back to work I realized how unhappy I was with teaching so yeah. I I just couldn't continue to live my my life being unhappy in my job Mm -hmm. and I Mm -hmm. had to like have one of those moments where you know you reflect and think like what what can I do with my life like what how can I make these changes and what else am I passionate about and Mm -hmm. it was right around the time when like a lot of those clothing subscription services like Stitch Fix and Trunk Club were Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. were out 
And my friends were saying, you know, like, well, I like what you pick out for me more than what I'm getting in my Stitch Fix box or, or you know, like whatever it was. Ooh, yeah. And that was my, my light bulb moment where I was like, wait a second, like mm-hmm. I, I could be a stylist. Like I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so exciting. Yeah. So did you just start styling people or what was your first step to moving forward with your vision? Yeah. I started just by like styling friends, you know, anybody mm-hmm. that I overheard. I was like, oh, I have this event coming up. I don't know what I'm going to wear. I was like, I can help you with that. <laughs> or nice. Things like that. And then um, I started taking courses and reaching out to different mentors and, mm-hmm. you know, then started to dive more into like the training and the, the business side of things so that I could mm-hmm. just feel a little bit more um, like validated I guess yeah and what I was doing rather than it just being like a fun hobby I wanted right to be able to make that transition into a true like professional stylist so I needed Mm -hmm. to dive in to all the other aspects so yeah so how did you work up the courage to even so you mentioned that you would overhear people say oh I'm going to an event I don't know what to wear Mm -hmm. and you were just kind of like hey I can help you with that how did you work up the courage to do that was it just like second nature or did you have to kind of like coach yourself into doing it how was that for you I mean I think for a while it was second nature it was just something that I was like I wanted to do this I need to do this and Mm -hmm. I I felt really confident diving into it, but I think like a lot of entrepreneurs, um, I definitely battled with imposter syndrome too, but I feel like that didn't really hit until I left teaching and was doing styling full time Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. then I had to just become comfortable with the fact that, you know, this is what I'm doing now. And I left a stable career to pursue something that I'm incredibly passionate about. Yeah. And that's when like all of those doubts would creep in. But right. Um, thankfully, like having a great network of other entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. a great network um, of podcasts and self-help <laughs> yeah. books and all that good stuff. Yes. Um, yes. Able to like, you know, push me out of that, that zone and be able to be more confident. That's awesome. You also mentioned about you um, reaching out and, and getting mentors. Yeah. So for a lot of people who listen to this podcast, they are people who um, are passionate about different areas within the fashion industry, mm-hmm. and they don't know how to just get out there and look for mentors, or even they might even not even know the importance of having a mentor. Yeah. Um, so can you explain a little bit of your thought press process behind why gaining mentors are so important and how you went about finding and creating a relationship with yours? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The mentor that I found that I was working with, especially in the early stages of my business, mm-hmm. um, she is an image consultant, has been for like over 20 years, works in New York. And I heard about her through one of the classes that I was taking, the online classes that I was taking at FIT. Mm -hmm. Um, Someone else mentioned that they started working with a mentor. And um, that was when I was like, oh, yeah, like, (laughs) that (laughs) seems like a great idea. And yeah. um, And I mean, just having someone who has been there, done that, you know, can give you a little bit of guidance or help you 
formulate your own ideas, you know, Mm -hmm. not just putting their ideas on you, but allowing Mm -hmm. you to just kind of think out loud and then give a little bit of guidance or structure to your Mm -hmm. processing with, Mm -hmm. without forcing you in one direction or another, but just, you know, um, saying like, yeah, you are worth more than that. You should charge a little bit more and here's how to figure that out. Or, you know, like here are some books or some resources that are really beneficial to the growth that you might feel like you need right now. Right. Um, Right. But yeah, just having somebody in the industry who it's fine if they're different than you, but, um, you know, if they have your best interest Mm -hmm. at heart Mm -hmm. and they have the experience and the time to dedicate to you, I think that a mentor is just so crucial. Absolutely. Um, But that being said too, like I would just advise, you know, the people listening today to also be a little bit cautious with who they seek out because not everybody is going to have your best interest. So um, I would really take the time to like find a good mentor Mm -hmm. and make sure that it's the right fit for you. Right. Right. I mean, that's, that's so crucial in my opinion. Yeah. I think, I think you hit the nail right on the head. Um, It, there is an importance to almost coming alongside someone who has been there and done that and can kind of show you the ropes, but um, also doesn't have any ill intention behind why they're helping you, you know, they're just solely wanting to see you win. And um, yeah, it's so beneficial uh, to especially, you know, starting entrepreneurs. But so when you started doing your Mm -hmm. styling, um, well, let me rephrase this. How do you feel about people who are starting their career um, working for free, you know, just building the experience? Do you think that they should start off at least charging something or it, it depends on the situation? What's your take on that? That is such a good and challenging question to answer. <laughs> um, oh man, because I I did both. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there are certain things that I I did for free, and certain things that I I charged for um, early on, like mm-hmm. when I was starting my business. And um, I think all in all, you have to really reflect on what you're gaining from the experience. Mm -hmm. Um, So if it's something that you feel like you need um, more of in your portfolio or Mm -hmm. more experience doing, or you're learning something from it, or you're getting um, exposure to a different type of uh, like group of people or whatever it is that you're doing, Mm -hmm. um, then that could be, worth so much and it's hard to put a price on that yeah but if it's something where you know you're working with clients like for you know using personal styling as an example um and it's something that you know you're already very comfortable with or it's something that's happening a little bit more regular then Mm -hmm. I would definitely suggest making sure that you're charging and it doesn't have to be a lot in the beginning if you're uncomfortable like setting a higher number but Mm -hmm. Um, you know, at least make something from it or figure out what you're getting from the experience and evaluate from there. Mm -hmm. That's, that's awesome. I I recently uh, was having a conversation and even did a a podcast episode about the importance of kind of getting a gauge of your, what you're gaining from a specific experience. So, you know, if you're just starting out, don't always look for, you know, maybe like payment 
in, mm-hmm. in the money form, maybe you're gaining experience. Maybe you are building up your resume so that yeah. in the future, you can say, hey, look at my track record. I, I really do a great job. So if I'm asking you for this number, you're definitely you're getting quality. So, but, you know, and then sometimes people also throw away opportunities because there is no money involved. And, you know, sometimes you may be counting yourself out because of that. So definitely you have to weigh your options, but always make sure you're getting something out of it. Never do something for free just just because you have to, it has to be a balance. Yeah. I still have to remind myself of that. (laughs) Like being like a few years into my business now, there are still times when I'm like, okay, wait, take a step Mm -hmm. back. Like I know Mm -hmm. you want to do this opportunity, but like, what are you actually gaining from it? Right. How much time is it going to take? And what else could you possibly be missing out on by saying yes to this opportunity? Yeah, that's good. That's, That's a great way to think. Yeah. It's tough. Um, mm-hmm. it's all about like setting boundaries for yourself too. So it's like, you know, you just have to take that time to evaluate yourself, whether you're in the beginning of your business or mm-hmm. like a few years in or like several years in just taking that time to like take a step back and be like, okay, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of boundaries, um, yeah. I know you do a lot of work in Philly, Jersey mm-hmm. and New York, Yeah, but you're a mom. Yes. How do you balance <laughs> all of this? And being a full-time mom. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I, I try not to take a lot of weeknight um, obligations, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is hard um, yeah. because a lot of like networking events are, are during the week, yeah. in the evening hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I work so much on the mm-hmm. weekends, yeah. you know, like meeting with clients, um, mm-hmm. especially, I just found that if I'm working at night and the weekends, then Mm -hmm. like I'm not getting that quality time with my son and my husband. And um, I love my job. I absolutely love what I do, but Mm -hmm. you know, my guys come first. (laughs) So it's, it was tough. Um, But you know, I have, I use Calendly to set up um, all of my like, phone consultations and Mm -hmm. um, video chat consultations and I'll set up the boundary where I only make myself available through Calendly like one night during the week and the rest of it is during like my normal work hours which are basically nine to five Um, and so kind of forcing myself into that using Mm -hmm. like (laughs) you know a website where (laughs) it's like handling the scheduling for me yeah doesn't allow me to have that back and forth with someone who can be like well can you do like Uh eight o'clock on Friday and it's like well I can you know like feel like you have to say yes because they're presenting it it's like nope Mm -hmm. use this link it has all my availability in it yeah yeah um we'll find a time that works (laughs) wow that's that's awesome so it's it makes things a whole lot simpler for you. So it's, yeah. I really like what you said about the whole not going back and forth about, you know, does this work? Well, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, just having that concrete, like these are the hours, pick what works best for you because it already works for me, that type yeah. of thing. So thank you for sharing that app. And I, I know a lot of people are going to definitely take a look at that. Yeah. So my next question for you is where, how do you find inspiration for your stylist? So, I mean, for your, uh, your clients. So they come to you and they're like, Hey, I want to change my wardrobe. Mm -hmm. 
I know I can't really dress. I want you to help me. So how do you find a style that works for the client, but isn't too much of you? So it's like reflecting them and their personality. But, you know, you kind of get what I'm saying. It's not like over, you're not dressing them like Susan. You're dressing them like them. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I take a lot of time to really talk with my clients prior to when we actually go shopping together. Mm, um, mm-hmm. And I ask them to describe themselves. And mm. I really listen to how they describe their their roles in their life and like what their lifestyle is like in addition to um, how they see themselves mm-hmm. or how they want to see themselves. And then I kind of take all of those adjectives and roles and features and translate that into their wardrobe. So, mm-hmm. you know, if they're really like bubbly and vivacious and like really outgoing or they mm-hmm. want to appear that way, then, you know, I'm going to choose more like bolder patterns or right. like brighter colors and, and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and like incorporating certain fabrics and textures in there as well, but really listening to the client. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it sounds like cliche or a little bit silly, but it's so much about listening and processing what they're saying and then applying it to the clothes and applying it to really fit them as an individual. Mm -hmm. That's really, that's awesome. So do you get inspiration from, you know, magazines or celebrities or is everything kind of just like working in your head? Like you see something, it's like, Oh, that may work. I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind for maybe a future client, or I want to play with that maybe later in a photo shoot. Yeah. So how do you come up with that stuff? I'm always looking for inspiration. Yeah. Um, I, I love the internet. Like I love Instagram <laughs> and Pinterest and, mm-hmm. and everything that Google has to offer, but mm-hmm. um, I really love a lot of the like true fashion magazines mm. that you can like page through and like, you know, create vision boards out of. And, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I love doing vision boards that are fashion inspiration. Mm. Um, so then I can have them as reminders too. you mm-hmm. know, like I have mm-hmm. a bunch of vision boards in my office for like different purposes. And mm-hmm. um, I love like paging through different magazines, like um, the, like Netta Porter, like mm-hmm. their magazine mm-hmm. Porter is just like fantastic. Um, and there are like so many others that you just get all of this, these great strong images of like upcoming trends. And then, yeah. you know, trying to figure out, okay, well, how can I make this work for a client who might mm-hmm. not want to be like that high end or that, um, you know, like right off the runway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So can you give me three fashion trends that you absolutely love and maybe like one or two that you wish would just go away? Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, trends that I love. I am obsessed with like the faux fur and the teddy bear coats. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm here for those. I love those as well. Like mm-hmm. I, I swear, I... <laughs> If I'm not like recognizable on the streets with like how um, really bright my blonde hair is, I'm sure like my <laughs> long faux leopard coat is just making me like, I don't right. know, yeah. stand out even more. They're going to be like, oh, there's that blonde chick that wears her faux leopard coat all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so for your mm-hmm. listeners, if you see a, a 
blonde pixie cut. Yep. Yep. Uh, short girl wearing a long leopard coat. That's me. <laughs> yep. Um, we know who it is. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. say hi. Be like, oh, yeah, I know you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love them like this time of year because they're just like so cozy and soft mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. But they like they still add something to your outfit, so you yeah. can be looking like really casual or even like really dressed up and throw on a teddy bear coat or like a faux faux uh, fur coat, mm-hmm. and it just adds like a little bit of femininity. It adds like a little bit of punk rock too. Like it's just mm-hmm. a little edge. I just I love it. Yeah. Um. So those are like some of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm also, I've really been into like a lot of the plaid, um, like blazers that mm-hmm. have been in for a while now, but mm-hmm. especially the plaids that are really reminiscent of the colors and the patterns that were strong in the nineties. And like mm-hmm. when Clueless came out, yes. Like, every mm-hmm. time I see a yellow plaid, like jacket or skirt, I'm just like, oh, my, my <laughs> stylist heart like warms and <laughs> makes me happy. <laughs> Um, super cute clueless vibes i love that but the the trends that i am so ready to go away Mm -hmm. um i i really i'm over (laughs) birkenstocks like i'm yeah i didn't like them when they were popular yeah and i yeah i can't get behind it the second time around (laughs) right um yeah I, i have to agree with you there i'm not not a huge fan of Birkenstocks. Yeah. It's just, it's never been my vibe. And that's yeah. fine. Like, yeah. It be someone else's and I've seen other people wear them and I'm like, I hate that a little bit less than I usually do. <laughs> right, right. But it's just not, like, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. And then honestly, I don't find them very comfortable either. Yeah. So it's like, uh, I understand kind of when people say I'm going to sacrifice comfort for fashion, but right. if they're not that cute, it's not worth it. Exactly. In my <laughs> 100%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, oh my goodness. Just there. Oh, there we go. I lost my train of thought, but I got it really bad. Okay. bad really quickly. Alrighty. So can you just also explain a little bit about your ebook? Uh, yeah. Stop wasting time and hating your wardrobe. What was your inspiration? And can you just share a little bit about it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my ebook really dives into the like the struggles of, you know, when you're trying to get dressed in the morning and you're just standing in front of your closet feeling like I have nothing to wear. Mm-hmm. I hate everything in my closet. Like mm-hmm. I don't even know what to do. Um, so I address how to just go through your closet and Mm -hmm. get rid of things, you know, not too far off from all of us that have been watching tidying up or like reading Marie Kondo's book, but yeah. Yeah. um, But taking that and applying it from a stylist perspective, so Mm -hmm. it's more than just, you know, does it spark you joy? But, Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, I talk a little bit about how to create outfits and mm. like what you should have. Mm-hmm. And my ebook is like the great little intro because I'm doing a webinar on February 21st. Nice. And it's free for anybody that registers ahead of time. So I'll have um, the link and all of that up um, probably around the time that this airs. Okay. And, nice. But yeah, it's going to dive in to like all of that, 
even more so. It's just like so much information about assembling outfits and really like how to organize your closet and just be able to love what you have. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and also think like, okay, well, if I do need to add things to my wardrobe, let me do that with, um, you know, an intentional way so that I can continue to maximize what I have. And I'm not just shopping all the time, which there's nothing wrong with if you're shopping all the time, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) would you want to make sure you're buying the right things? Exactly. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm really excited about your webinar. I just made a note and put it in my calendar. Oh yeah. No problem. No problem at all. I'm super duper excited for that. So uh, you have a webinar coming out. Yeah. You shared about a little bit about your ebook. Do you have any upcoming projects that you want to share that you're working on right now? Hmm. Um, I mean, I would definitely just advise everybody listening to follow me on Instagram. Um, yes. Because I am constantly doing photo shoots and I do a lot of like behind the scenes stuff in my stories. Mm-hmm. So if you like that kind of stuff, then definitely give me a follow. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Susan Padrone underscore stylist. Yes. And I'll make sure to link it in, in the bio as well. So they can thank click you, on you, you and follow you because listen, we are all about support in this fashion analyst community. Yeah, <laughs> <me> too. <laughs> so what, what's your favorite part about photo shoots? Like, are you a part of just from point A to point B in terms of um, not just styling, but organizing the location of the shoot, what the people are going to be wearing, um, who the photographer is, or are you just kind of just like, people hire me, I just come up with the outfits? Um, both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything in between. Nice. Um, it, it depends on the, the type of shoot that I'm doing, but mm-hmm. um, right now, like in the last, let's see, when did I start that? Probably like August or September. Mm-hmm. Maybe September. Mm-hmm. I started mm-hmm. this um, photo shoot series called that I've just been like nicknaming "Fashion and Food in Philly." Mm. Um, if you go onto my blog, the blog posts have better titles. But whenever <laughs> I'm referencing it, I'm like, oh, "I'm doing another fashion and food shoot," like <laughs> um, nice. yeah. because that's what it ends up being. It's a way for me to feature and like a new or a hot restaurant in Philly and highlight a Philly or like near Philly boutique. Mm. Um, by pulling clothes and that also work with the decor and the environment of the restaurant. Yeah. So we did um, a shoot in Louis Louis first. Yes. I was just about to mention that it, yeah. it is gorgeous. Thank gorgeous. you. Gorgeous. No problem. And I know you did another one in. At Porta. Yes. Porta. Yeah. Listen, you guys, you have to follow Susan's, instagram page these photos are phenomenal the outfits thank you they and it's just like what you said they work so well with the decor and the aesthetic of the restaurant it's it just it's enough pop where it's like you focus on you know the model and the clothing but the decor in the background is just fancy enough kind of and say hey where, where is that place can I can I go yeah so yes I am a huge fan of, oh, your, of your series no problem no problem thank you so all. much that means so a lot. how do you no problem oh thank you of course. <laughs> but how do you find these restaurants do are they just restaurants you happen to walk by or you may eat in and then you're like hey I can something may we may be able to work something out here or 
it are they of, it depends yeah. on like um on the mood I I'm in I work it's usually like myself and the same photographer that have done those two shoots and that have more shoots scheduled together so the two of us are a team and then we incorporate Mm -hmm. other models and hair and makeup artists and boutiques and and restaurants from there so usually Mm -hmm. you know the two of us will will chat about when we want to schedule our next one and like what we're feeling like what we're vibing um Mm -hmm. and kind of go from there but I'm always trying to be up to date and be aware of what new restaurants are popping up in Philly, like where everybody's mm-hmm. going or, you know, what people have been taking pictures in, you know, like what influencers or bloggers that I follow that mm-hmm. will just take a shot of the decor and just like, Ooh, you know, like I should contact them and see if we can do mm-hmm. like a fashion food shoot there because it would just be a lot of fun. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's like, I have an idea with fashion and then I find mm-hmm. a restaurant that works uh, or sometimes mm-hmm. it happens the other way like Louis Louis we decided on the location first because I'd been like dying to shoot there yeah and then I found the right um boutique to complement that mm-hmm. um with Porta it was the other way around like I knew I wanted to do like glam fun outfits Mm -hmm. and like dresses and stuff from dfti and then Mm -hmm. porta was like the perfect fit for that yes so yes oh yeah a little bit definitely yeah glam fun Mm -hmm. yeah oh my goodness yeah i'm just so here for it thank you so this i mean i always feel whenever i have I start talking fashion and have these these podcast conversations. They fly by so quickly. And it's yeah. just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so uh, we're coming to the end of our conversation. But um, please, like, if you have any advice that worked for you or advice that you kind of, like, learned along your stylish journey that other stylists can learn from that are listening in um, to this podcast today, uh, can you share anything with them that'll that'll help them, encourage them, and inspire them? on their journey yeah um Mm -hmm. don't be afraid to get inspiration from other places that are not necessarily fashion related Mm -hmm. um and don't be afraid to learn from other entrepreneurs that are not in your industry Mm -hmm. um like there are certain podcasts that i listen to like that are more just focused on a general entrepreneur or Mm -hmm. um like the Gold Digger podcast uh, with mm. Jenna Kutcher. You know, she's a photographer. I mean, and she's an incredible businesswoman and educator. But, you know, that's that's completely different than what we do. And mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. still has so much knowledge that you can just take in and absorb. So, yeah. and that applies to really anything that resonates with you. You know, seek mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. other types of people that inspire you and motivate you. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. will help you along with your your stylist or your fashion journey. Um, it's just mm-hmm. kind of in a less obvious path. Yeah. That's, that's amazing advice. Uh, I, I hear that constantly as well. You know, don't just look in your specific industry. There's so many things that you can learn from people across the board. Yeah. You know, there are some things that I even learn when it comes to taking photos on my, on my iPhone that I've learned from photographers. Well, mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I know nothing about photography. I know nothing about cameras. Mm-hmm. You can ask me a question and I will probably give you like the deadpan stare because I, I know nothing. <laughs> but, you know, crossing over into these different industries, 
there's so much information you can learn and apply to what you're doing. Yeah. So don't limit yourself. That was great. Thank you. That was great. Yes. So you guys make sure you follow Susan on Instagram at Susan Padrone underscore stylist. Yes. Check out her ebook. Thanks. Stop wasting time and hating your wardrobe. And where can people purchase your ebook? It's on my website, um, mm-hmm. which is just Susan Padrone stylist.com. Mm-hmm. And then there's a link for shop. And that's where mm-hmm. my, my ebook is available. So right on my website, and nice. um, in the next like few days, probably after this airs, that's when the link to my webinar will also be up and I'll, it'll be all over social media too. So yes. if you're following me, you'll find it. <laughs> Absolutely. So guys, make sure you guys follow her and stay tuned with all the amazing projects that she has coming out. I'm really excited for your webinar oh, and I'm excited to even check out your ebook too. That's going to be so much. Listen, I have a couple of things I need to get rid of in my wardrobe. And, I, you know, I think you can help me. I have, like, this <laughs> sentimental attachment to it, you know. Yeah. I, but, I, you know, I don't know what I'm going to style it with. So, I need. I feel like people can maybe, if I donate it, you know, people will have better use of it. So, I'm looking forward to decluttering. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you again so much for coming on to the podcast and chatting with me today. Yeah, I really enjoyed our conversation. Me too. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. So much fun. So hopefully we'll bump paths soon, grab coffee or something. I would and love to just that. shoot the breeze. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much. I will talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. All right. Okay. Bye. Well, you guys, that is going to be a wrap for today's episode. Again, I am your host, Gigi Halisi, and you are tuning into the Fashion Analyst Podcast. (sighs) Please tell me y'all got some nuggets. I know I sure did, especially when it came to the whole um, getting a mentor bit. That was, that spoke volumes. So I hope you guys learned a lot. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Definitely link up with Susan on her Instagram, which... Um, is uh, at Susan, S-U-S-A-N, Padrone, P-A-D, wait, sorry, I'm trying to like spell it right, okay, S-U-S-A-N, P-A-D-R-O-N, underscore, stylist, alrighty, so make sure you guys check her out, check out all the amazing projects she has coming up, it's going to be super duper bomb, especially that um, event she's planning on having soon, the webinar, so make sure you guys sign up for that, and also follow your girl, follow me on Instagram, at the fashion analyst, uh, all one word, uh, no spaces or underscores, the fashion analyst, so that's a wrap that's a wrap it is actually it's so funny it is five o'clock in the morning right now so i'm up at the crack of dawn handling this business so i'm gonna eat some breakfast and i will talk to you guys in the next episode bye